1: Six o'clock straight up at the Southland. It is live image Tuesday. I'm just saying. It does. Uh, I got it. You know what I mean? I do. On Shinano and Cap, it's time for what you need to know.
2: Spa, good times less than 90 minutes from wherever you
1: are. One more time. Say it one more time.
2: Oh, okay. Sorry. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Take it away, Lindsay.
1: Take it away, Lindsay.
3: Thanks, Sedano. So, McDonald's has found a way for adults to also enjoy a happy meal these days, complete with figurines, toy figurines. Okay. So, earlier today, McDonald's announced a collaboration (laughs) with Cactus Plant Flea Market to create a boxed meal that contains one of four collectible figurines, including Grimace, the Hamburglar, Birdie, and Cactus Buddy. So, starting October 3rd, the Cactus Plant Flea Market box will be available in restaurant, in the drive thru by delivery, or on the McDonald's app, so you can get a Big Mac or the 10-piece chicken McNuggets, and they come with French fries and a drink. So, and
4: and a cactus figurine.
3: No, no, no. No cactus cooler. Okay, I'm just gonna not you know.
4: I guess I missed this. I don't He's quite confused. get it. Yeah, I don't quite get it.
3: They're collaborating with a brand named uh-huh. Cactus Plant Flea Market. Oh,
4: uh-huh. and what do they do?
3: Collab. Do they
1: still make cactus core?
3: I
4: don't don't even know. I don't know what we're talking about here. I I thought, based on what I just heard, what happens is, you're like, yo, um, I'm going to get one of those um, number one Happy Meals for the adults, and that's the Big Mac, the fries, and the Coke. No, it comes with a
5: Happy Meal. No, they're going to do like, you know, like how, um, even though I'm not a big fan, whatever, but uh, what is that? Taco Bell, they have like the big box or the munchie box. Yeah, yeah. It's probably gonna be something like that. Yeah. So it's a lot, obviously more portions for an adult, and they're also gonna have an action figure or figurine for set adult instead of you buying a Happy Meal with the set toy.
3: It's it's so it's a Happy Meal for older, you know, for adults. Like I said, yeah. it the, the figurines are from like the 80s when you were a kid. Oh yeah. Grimace. Yeah. Hamburglar. And cactus um, plant flea market, like that's like Travis Scott words and stuff. It's like you know, yeah. And, and Christopher,
2: stuff. it looks like cactus cooler still uh, being sold in Southern California.
3: Oh
1: really? I, I, I think I've only had a few in my life, honestly. But yeah,
2: I mean, it doesn't say according to what I'm reading here that
1: it has been discontinued. That's good cactus cooler knowledge, there, George.
4: There you go. Yeah, the whole cactus thing I think threw me for a little bit of a loop. It's
3: a it's a brand, but that you you obviously haven't heard of because you know you're just not hip enough, Cappy.
4: No, clearly.
3: Yeah, it's like it's, the, it's like the streetwear. What I is
4: guess. hip? It's yeah, in
2: it's a
1: good. Dr Pepper brand.
3: Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. And what's it called? Cactus Jack? No,
1: Cactus Cooler. Cooler. I think you can put Jack in it though.
3: Cactus plant flea market.
1: Oh well, yeah. cactus. They plant make like hood like I
3: said like hoodies, pants like you know like I said there's like rappers and stuff yeah, that like do yeah. collabs with them.
4: I'm just a little too literal. I think is the problem for me. You that know? is just what Google we all it. say. Just just you're it. too literal. Too Cap. literal, right? You're just too you know? literal. It's the name
3: yeah. of a brand. Just like Gap clothing is the name of a brand.
4: But again, I would not have known because, as you've pointed out,
3: but I explained
4: that I'm not hip enough to know. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. I explained. No, I appreciate it because I was confused clearly.
3: Oh, I thought I mean, you just weren't paying attention I mean, we're, cuz you guys we're, were like cracking up and we no, started No, actually, I was paying stuff, attention. You
4: know. <laughs> paying attention perfectly, but I think what happened is is you made the assumption that everybody knew that the Cactus Jack thing was like a It's not
3: Cactus. No, I just said it. I just said the name because you know, usually I read it and then you guys ask me the questions. Yeah. And How's Cactus Jack is he a wrestler? Okay.
4: <laughs> Isn't Cactus Jack is, a wrestler? He, he wrestler? was cool? <laughs> Ma-
3: Mick Foley was Cactus Jack at yes, one point. Yes, thank you. He was.
2: Right. Thank also you. Also known as Mankind. Yes.
4: Oh. All right. See where the confusion lies, Lindsay. Did you see Dwight Howard is going to be a wrestler now? Terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Why terrible? Well, did you hear him grab the mic when they, they brought him up on stage? And he was like, uh, he tried to be like Shogun Warrior from uh, The Last Dragon.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: You ever? Did you see that or no? I didn't. It no. was like, bro, like come up with an original character. So. Yeah. What would you be? I don't know. I have. I got to work on my character. You know, I tried to get into wrestling at one time. I tried. No to convince, way. Yes, did? I I tried to convince Sergeant Slaughter that I should be the manager for my buddy, who at the time was a wrestler named Prince Albert. And, <laughs> oh, I remember Prince Albert. Yeah. And, and I also wanted to be the manager for Goldberg. And now, so, what kind of what style would you be? Would you be more like Bobby the Brain Heenan, like the Weasel? Um, no. Like so, Bobby the Brain Heenan was one. Um, Jimmy Hart, the Mouth of the South, was another. Um, I used to love a guy named, I think his name was Sir Oliver Humperdink. Yeah. And um, Goldberg Humperdink? No, no, not him. Not him, Sir Oliver Humperdinck. Different, but, but a sir, nonetheless, knighted, to be clear. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really have a great style in mind, George. I just felt like I could be doing the talking for these guys, because Goldberg wasn't a great talker, although a great wrestler. And my boy Prince Albert was never really a great talker, but he was a big dude, and he was all, you know, like... Uh, he had all the piercings and everything. So I tried to convince Sergeant Slaughter that I should be their manager and I should do all the talking. And then Sergeant Slaughter put me in like one of those, you know, headlocks and told a me. A no. hut! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He put me in a headlock and told me no.
1: What was it that Sedano did the other day? Oh, it's when I was doing taped him in. Oh, your Alf impersonation. It was hey so, Willie it was because so, here's the funny thing <laughs> when I did that birthday I went through to try to pull some drops of Alf yeah to make him you know tie into the audience more. and I realized the only thing that would really stick out was the Willie and I thought it'd be too short and then Sonato comes out hey Willie and it was yeah great.
4: and hey Willie he said that's it's the only impression I do is just those two words hey Willie
1: I think that's I mean all it's Alf a, did. it's a, oh.
4: it's a, it's really well mostly yeah I mean it's a very limited uh, Alf <laughs> but you know
2: he tried to eat
1: cats is. and and tortured Willie
4: Hey, um, I know that uh, you want to get into USC football, George, and I'm with you on that. But before we go on, just mm-hmm. uh, as far as confusion goes, Lindsey, a lot of times um, I do get confused at things. I'll give you an example. Uh-oh. I was watching on Sunday night because I couldn't, I, I, I was footballed out. You know, and the you, wait—you were football out. That's
1: not a good thing to say to the audience. No, no, but it, let
4: me explain why. The well, you—you sh- you did text in our thread that
2: you were out on the game when it was seven to five, and you were like, "I'm going to watch HOD." Correct.
1: H-O-D. So, HOD.
4: Right. So the thing is, is that and you're super confused because I knew you would be super confused watching HOD. So Denver, San Francisco Sunday night was such a bad football game. It was rancid that even a football junkie like me said, "I can't watch this." So I turned over to House of the Dragon
2: uh huh, and, and that you,
4: you
2: <laughs> just go ahead. Go, go.
4: OK, <laughs> so <laughs> so here's the thing. Yeah, I watched the episode of House of the Dragon mm-hmm. and I'm now committed to watching past the um, past the the, the whole, uh, you know, the aftermath of the show. And I'm going to watch the um, the future. What's going to happen next week? And then I'm going to sit around for like the five minutes and I'm going to listen to the writers and the actors describe what they know from the episode. Mm-hmm. Should somebody have told me and everybody else that they skipped ahead 10 years Okay, in the episode? Well, a-
2: again, most people that watch this show yeah. watch through the credits because they have a preview of the next week. Which I watched. And they show you that they are moving the story forward. And by the way,
4: I believe there was like an actual thing on the screen that said x amount of years later i don't think there was and i think that that's the whole problem is that if they would have said to me at the very beginning okay, of the most e- even, recent episode even if there
2: wasn't what
4: what what did you think happened well well here's the thing so the first thing is is I, I looked at the princess and i don't want to give it away for anybody that that hasn't watched this week's episode yet but i i look at the princess and she's giving birth and i'm going i'm looking at, i'm going who is this woman the actress changed they they literally changed the actress As they advanced the ball 10 years later, they changed from the young princess who was probably, I don't know, 16 years old. Now she's like pushing 30 and it's a completely different actress. And I'm like, who is this woman? Then as the, as the show goes on, I'm so utterly confused because her husband, the queen is like, Hey, keep trying to have more kids. Maybe one will eventually look like you. I'm like, wait, what? Who's, whose kids are who here? Who's sleeping with who? Who's leaving for where? I mean, this whole episode. I honestly thought like I missed an episode. I'm like, okay, I must have. I got to go back and look. Maybe I missed last week's. Yeah. No. You you didn't find it confusing at all. No.
6: Hmm.
2: No. But I also know the story, right? Like I know the story they're they're telling. So I be, because you know, I, I know a little bit about the whole like genre. You know, uh, like the, the 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 books and all that stuff. Not that I've read the books altogether, but I know enough where I know that eventually they would have to jump because I mean they're not going to keep them as kids forever eventually the story has to move forward
4: I just wish somebody would have said to me on the screen we've just 10 gone years, years later 10 years ahead okay yeah, right. and we've changed all the actors too yeah that would have been helpful yeah
2: I also listened to the pod, the the post show podcast the official one the HBO one so I think I also knew that that was coming because of them too so yeah but that's a lot to ask I'm not saying you have to do it, but, I I mean, even if I didn't, like, you wouldn't just figure that out
4: quickly? No, no, no. It took me the entire episode and through the credits and then then the actors and actresses afterwards Uh, explaining. I I,
2: I think it was, like, episode four or or three or whatever. They literally skipped a couple of years where um, Allison was, you know, from one episode to the other, was married to the king and had children already when she was still the young actress. Like that didn't also stick out to you as something different already that they were skipping ahead?
4: Well, I'll just say this, George. You know, yesterday was an overreaction Tuesday. I'll overreact. Uh, yesterday was overreaction Monday. Today's overreaction Tuesday.
2: You're supposed to be take it back Tuesday, actually. Well, okay, take we're it doing back. Alliteration. Today.
4: Well, okay. Well, here, listen. Yeah. <laughs> they got they got one more episode with me. Okay.
1: Overreaction
4: Monday. Uh, I mean, but wait a second. But they literally have already done this. Is my point. They have moved forward in the storyline. I don't know. I, I'm not the only person who was confused. I just want to say that. I, I'm sure you're not, but I mean... I'm not standing on my I, own I, over I here. I don't think it's that hard
2: to figure out. It was pretty hard. <laughs> but you've already been confused since like
4: episode two. No question. No so, doubt. <laughs> when before any actor change. I, found, um, I felt like Game of Thrones I could follow quite easily. I'm finding House of the Dragon to be much more difficult to follow. Well, because... Of course, the storyline is different. Like, I, um, you know, I, what do you want me to tell you? Is anybody else besides George and I watching this? Are you watching House of the Dragon? No.
2: No, they don't watch this show. Lindsay? But every week no? you have the same conclusion, regardless of what episode it is, that you come out very
4: confused.
3: Yeah, you do say that every week, so why continue watching if you can't figure it out?
4: Well, I'm going to give him one more episode.
2: Okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Well I'm
2: sure that they won't, you know,
3: they Chris, won't miss
4: you. Are you gonna
2: are you I, watching I,
1: I, I never got into it. I will try to watch one episode By the way,
2: every every week they have gone up um more and more people are tuning in. No, oh, yeah, yeah. According to goes. variety. Like every week more and more people are tuning in on the linear product, which means I would imagine they're also tuning in on demand as well. They're getting like two and a half, three million. On the linear, and then I believe well over ten million in total. All right, well I never I, got into it. All the dragons. How
3: and stuff. how many episodes have they? Like, what are we on here?
2: I believe this is episode six, and they do ten every season.
3: Oh yeah, see, like I'm the someone where like I'll watch one episode, maybe two, and if you can't hook me by then, it's over.
4: Well, I'm hooked. It's just okay. that
2: it's
3: between get it.
4: between episode five and episode six. I must have missed episode five and a half, where they decided to move everything ahead by right, ten but years. But when again in episode five at the end.
2: Yeah. When they fast, when they, they show you the preview, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like you didn't like that didn't stick out to you. No. Like, Oh no, no that's them. <laughs> no, but, Ten what ha- years later?
4: but what happened is, is after the credits rolled and then the listener, do you heard, wa- do you honestly be
2: honest? Yeah. Do you watch the stuff after the credit? Yeah. Rolled?
4: Well, I didn't the first few episodes, but then I, I figured I better start watching it because the actors and actresses and the writers all start to explain things to you. And one of the writers said after this last episode we feel like this is like a, we're restarting the season because we've changed out a lot of the cast. And I was like, do you guys think maybe you could have like explained that to me a little bit?
3: Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. As somebody who I said I would start watching this to see, you know, you said it can stand alone on its own without watching you know, uh, what's whatever, Game of Game Thrones, of
2: Thrones. The, the Game of Thrones so show. So right, how
3: right. would I, as a new watcher, a new viewer know that I need to sit there and watch through the credits to see something going on I mean, at the end?
2: I th- mean, that's kind of like, I don't know. A lot of shows do that. Marvel
3: oh. does it. Like, I mean, I first of all, a Marvel. lot of HBO shows oh,
2: definitely do. Historically, every HBO show does that show does that. Like after the credits, there's a preview like for the next shows? episode.
3: Like, oh, I mean, like every show I've ever episode? watched on
2: HBO. The Sopranos, okay. Entourage. I get what you're saying. Um, all those HBO shows do that at the no, end. Yeah, they, they do, do that. Really I never pretty... watched that on Entourage. See, I never I'm stayed thinking,
3: tuned. I'm thinking the way the way it's being explained. So what I feel like is like a, a movie. You know, at the end of the movie, you have to like watch three minutes or whatever of the credits, and then there's like a little scene at the end. But you're right. The TV shows are not that much. Like, it's a couple seconds, you know?
4: I don't know. I feel like the, the cult nature of the show People know that they need to stick around. I didn't. So just like I was confused about the whole cactus thing, and okay. I thought that McDonald's was yeah. giving away cactuses that looked like the Grimace and Ronald McDonald, I did not realize <laughs> that that House of the Dragon had advanced by 10 years.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: Well, watch the end of the episodes. I'm going to. Guys, that's going to do it for Live Imaging Tuesday. That's it. You're done with us. You're gone? Yeah, I got to catch a train. uh uh-uh. uh okay.
4: The train is the greatest thing not ever. Not a morning
1: train, by the way. Yeah, Kathy was on the train I today. I took the
4: train today, dude. It is so much better than driving. Yeah, it's so a, much better it's a train it's awesome yeah loved it all right i know you want to talk usc football let's do that uh, yeah let's do it next robert half research indicates
7: 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring if you have open roles chances are you're feeling this too that's why you need robert half our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary ai To connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
0: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And...
2: Oh, pink. My bad. Sorry. I thought it was Avril Lavigne because it's her birthday today.
5: Oh, no, no, no,
2: no. I'm not a huge pink person. Love pink. I love her. Love pink. I saw her. I was at... um, (laughs) I remember I was at LA Live. I believe it was at LA Live where she did... I remember watching it, and she was apparently outside, uh, like careening off the building or yeah. something. <laughs> One of those award shows or something. That was she being does there.
4: She does some really outrageous stuff during her shows. I've seen her in concert a few times. So I'm, Pink's going to play tonight with the Foo Fighters down at the forum. And, at um, the show that you're crashing. I'm going. I mean, as soon as we're off the air, I'm hauling ass right to the forum. And, uh, and then, just by the way, I think I'm going to see Pink twice this week because on Friday night is the start of Ohana Fest down in Doheny in uh, Orange County. Friday night is Stevie Nicks, Saturday night is Eddie Vedder, and Sunday night, pink is headlining right there on the beach. Mm-hmm. So may get a little double dose of pink this week. Maybe. I don't know if I'll stay for Sunday, for sure. All right. Friday cool. and Saturday, for sure.
2: Now, you and I uh, watched this USC game, mm-hmm. right? We did. We, we got a little
4: uh, – so they got a little double dose of us during the game. <laughs> we, were, we were texting the entire game. I was very impressed that you used FUBU. To get your uh, to get your free, yeah.
2: yeah. Remind Fubo. Me, actually, you just remind me. I got to cancel that. What is it um, called? Fubo. Fubo,
4: Fubo. not Fubu. Yeah. Fubu is a was a clothing brand. Yep. Yeah. Is Fubu the guy from uh, Shark Tank? It is.
3: Yes. Yeah. Damon Jones, right? Damon no. John. Damon, Damon John. Jones. Damon Jones is the basketball player. Damon John. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Damon John.
2: All
3: right. <laughs> that was close. It's not like I was saying cactus cooler or cactus jack.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Damon John. Um, so anyway, uh, Cappy. There's a lot of people like who are kind of taking this position of, uh oh, yeah, be careful. Maybe that offense isn't what we thought it was cracked up. I'm like, dude, first of all, maybe I'm being too positive on this stuff, but I don't think offense is going to be their problem. They just ran into a really good defense. Okay. Like, let's start with that. Let's give the other team a, a, a smidgen of credit. Okay. They were good. And the other part of the equation is, Yeah, Caleb Williams also, I would say two things happened. Caleb Williams also had, you know, a rough night, which is going to happen, particularly to a kid, because at the end of the day, he's still a kid. So he's not a finished product by any stretch of the imagination, but he's incredible back there. He's a magician, as I like to call him, with the football. And despite having a rough game, I actually think that when push came to shove, he made some incredible throws down the stretch that – put them in positions, in a position to win the game. And that, to me, being able to overcome that type of adversity on the road, hostile place where they've had struggles in the past historically, even though it wasn't this group, it's just a tough place to play. They're actually good, too. That them winning that game, to me, showed me way more, okay? Being able to pull that one out showed me way more about USC
4: than any of the previous games had. So I guess I've um, I guess I've just missed all the criticism because um, I watched that game on Saturday night, spent my Saturday night sitting in front of a TV watching the Pac-12 Network, texting with you and with Yogi Roth, the guy who's the color commentator yeah. on the broadcast, and hey, Yogi, yeah, and and I'm like hey, I didn't think USC played very well. That's number one. They did not. But they went on the road mm-hmm. in the conference mm-hmm. against a team that was 3-0, and mm-hmm. against a team that was averaging almost 50 points per game,
3: mm-hmm.
4: and they didn't play a great game. And Caleb Williams, if he went back and watched the film, which I'm quite certain they did, yeah. he'd probably look at that and go, I grade myself at about a 72%. Didn't play that well. You know, for for all the hype of who this kid is and the transfer and the NIL deals and and everything that is, you know, surrounding him, the fact of the matter is he's human and he didn't play that great of a game. He made a lot of really poor throws. But in the end, even not playing their best, they found a way to win. Now, if I said to you, did the Rams play particularly well this past Sunday, what would you say?
2: No, it was a you know, an ugly type of win, but a win, a win, a win is a win nonetheless.
4: They won the game, mm-hmm. they're on the road, they're in the division, and ugly or pretty, Matthew Stafford didn't throw any picks, but he also didn't throw any interceptions. So there was nothing special about the Rams' performance other than that game's in the rear view, and thank goodness they won the game. Same exact principle applies to USC. Mm-hmm. Didn't play well one on the road in the conference against an undefeated team that had a high powered offense dude i don't know listen i don't know what everybody wants what do you expect they're going to win 100 to nothing every game
2: yeah i mean i think that's what the feeling was right which is un, right come on that's not sustainable <laughs> you know so uh, and and i think look they have real games coming up after this week arizona state they should win fairly easily arizona state is in a really Tough bind is what I would say
4: on, on so St- many levels, by the way, George, because yeah. not only did they lose a ton of kids in the transfer portal, they also obviously we all know what's going on with. They just fired Herm Edwards even prior to firing Herm Edwards. There's like this cloud around the Arizona State program because there's this NCA investigation. Arizona State, sadly, they're a mess.
2: Yeah. And then but Washington State is good in a couple of weeks. They have them here at home and then they got to go to Utah. Like those two games are legitimately real games for them. And if they can get past those two, I feel fairly confident they can go undefeated because I just don't trust Notre Dame's quarterback that's playing at the moment since their 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 freshman got hurt and is out for the season. So, I do well, I look, I I don't want to discount UCLA. I know Laura you're there. Uh, I don't want to discount UCLA don't because hate. I I don't, don't hate, hate di- They did beat them last year and beat them soundly. Different team. But I do think that UCLA has trended better uh, as the season has gone on. And I think that Friday will go a long way into me believing that UCLA can be a team that can give USC some trouble. I'm curious to see what they look like against Washington on Friday. Washington is a good team. Uh, They beat Michigan State, who... Maybe it's not as good as I, I thought initially, but still, uh, you know, interconference game that I, I think was was telling to me that Washington is, is better than I thought. So I'm curious to see where they are with Washington this week. But I don't think the Pac-12 is this pushover that people thought it was going to be before the season.
4: Well, I think um, in the early part of the season, it was that Oregon game where they got smoked by uh, Ohio State in the first game, right? And then um, who else was it from the Pac twelve that, that played somebody big time and got just or, annihilated? Oregon
2: and Georgia. Yeah. No, no,
4: no. It was it was Utah getting spanked by Florida.
2: Well they didn't get spanked. They lost in the last play
4: of the game. Well they yeah. lost. I mean, so getting yeah. spanked, lost, whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? But i I think that the point is is that when you have like your ranked teams um, play against, you know, schools and conferences that are considered like the most powerful and the Pac twelve doesn't get a win. You know, people just look at the conference and they go, okay, well, they're just not very good again. But, mm-hmm. but, see, the power of the USC brand, George, is that they hire a big-name coach, they get a big-name transfer quarterback, yeah. they get a big-name transfer wide receiver, See, they brought in lots of other transfer players in the portal, Chief. and the instant respect that the USC brand receives is to go shooting up into the rankings right into the top ten. Once you make it into the top 10 and there's a 7 in front of your name, most people don't do the, t- the homework to find out if Oregon State is any good. I am guilty as charged. All I did was say they, lo- they beat Boise. Boise's no good. They beat Fresno. They're a Mountain West team. They're not very good. And they beat some Division I AA team, and they scored 68 points. So my assumption was that USC, with that 7 in front of them, were going to go up to Corvallis, and they were going to smoke the beavers which they didn't do so for anybody that's like disappointed dude they went on the road in a hostile environment in the conference played pretty poorly frankly mm. and still escaped with a win I, I think it was
2: a i think it showed me more there in that scenario than any of the previous wins winning by a bazillion points it didn't you know that yeah, that's just my position
4: beating rice game. wasn't really doing that much for me yeah. beating stanford didn't do all that much Right. I'm trying to remember who else they and
2: beat. And by the way, that Stanford game was a little concerning because Stanford kind of shot themselves in the foot a lot, and Stanford was able to move the ball on USC. So their defense, I, I think, has shown improvement too, which is I, which I think is a very good sign,
4: USC's defense. Look, I still think this, and maybe my expectations are blown out of proportion here. I still think they're going undefeated. And again, just because of the respect factor of the brand and the history of USC football, I still think they can make the playoff this year. Well, no, they can.
2: I believe they're like in the top five or six percentage-wise. So it's, it's, po- it's going to come down to Washington State and Utah, man. That's the reality of it. So speaking of our realities, Big Deal or No Deal is coming up next, Cappy. We're back in a couple minutes.
0: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple.
2: Thanks, Christopher. You bailed on us, but I'll
3: say thanks anyway. Take it away, Lindsay. Thanks, Sedano. So you guys know that I love documentaries, and tonight ESPN Films' latest documentary, which is called Yankees-Dodgers, An Uncivil War, will debut. Okay, well, you're watching it now, so maybe this is irrelevant, but uh, of course in 1977 and 78, the Yankees and Dodgers squared off in back-to-back World Series. This documentary... Tells the story of the rivalry, filled with colorful characters, seismic controversies, and unforgettable moments. It's also uh, narrated by Rob Lowe, who does an excellent job with like anything he narrates. Yeah. But anyway, it's going to be streamed tonight on Fubo TV and DirecTV. So for you, will watching this documentary be a big deal or no deal, Sedano? Obviously, it is.
2: I mean, I'm watching it now without the sound, but I will watch it back. I'm recording it on ESPN at the moment. So, I, uh, yeah, I absolutely will watch it. It's a, it. It looks cool to me. And, you know, I wasn't born then. I've heard the stories from my dad uh, from watching those series. And uh, I would love to kind of see more of the insight about that. I do feel like we're kind of in this weird place where there's a lot of documentaries. But this is one that interests me because I'm not as familiar with the intricacies of the, uh, how, the hatred that they had.
4: Yeah, um, I'm, I'm likely to watch these. I was seven years old and eight years old at the time, and I just remember being, as a kid, a huge Reggie Jackson fan and loving the Yankees. And I don't think I had any sense of the New York versus L.A. thing, but I was a kid. I was living in New York at the time. I had a Yankees jacket. My grandfather was a big Yankees fan. I remember like driving by Yankee Stadium like one time, and like it, it was like this mecca to me as a little kid. Because back then, George, if you remember the cars, my grandfather would sit in the driver's seat, my grandmother would sit in the passenger seat, and there I was stuck in the middle of the two of them. The bench seating in the front. Remember those cars? hmm And um, so I remember as a kid watching these World Series, and again, I was a huge Reggie Jackson fan. When I went to the grocery store, I begged my mother, can I get a Reggie bar? Because he was that famous. He had a candy bar. But I don't know I don't know the stories. I don't know the inside stories of this World Series, so yeah, I'm probably in on it.
3: Cool, and then, then we can me. talk about it afterwards and like nerd out over a documentary, right?
4: Well, it's really good timing because I think a lot of us are thinking or hoping that a Dodgers Yankees World Series would be this year. And it's realistic.
3: I don't know. I feel like uh the Gardos have of course, their number. Right. I know you do. Listen, you guys are all everyone's like you know, crapping on the the Indians, no Guardians, one's whatever. on no, anything.
4: No, I'm not even. Jeez. I'm not even paying attention. That's.
3: I'm. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're all like, oh, they're not even worth a mention. No, it's not that Sorry. they're not worth a mention. It's that
4: we hope that for the New
3: York LA. You'll thing. see. You'll see.
4: The Gardo's, huh? Is that what their nicknames are now?
3: No, that's just like what I like to call them because they think it's funny. Oh. you know. Um. And, and, yeah. You know. Look.
2: I, I mean, there's, there's, yeah. I mean. I mean, they listen. have a history, those two teams, in it, the postseason.
4: So. It could could be the Guardians and the Braves. And you know what happens if the Guardians and the Braves play in the World Series? There'll be a lot less people watching. I know I won't be watching.
3: Yeah. I think it'll be the Dodgers and the Guardians.
2: Uh, I actually think it'll be the Dodgers and Astros again.
4: And that would be great.
2: Yeah.
3: All right, so four profile people have reportedly emerged as possible suitors to purchase the Phoenix, Phoenix-based franchises, the Suns and the Mercury. So, obviously, their current owner, Robert Sarver, is preparing to depart his position as the owner, and reports have surfaced that former Amazon, or not former, but Amazon CEO, yeah, I guess he is former now, right? Uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, former Disney CEO Bob Iger, ex-Oracle CEO Larry Ellison, and Wizards minority owner Lauren Jobs, who is the widow of former Apple CEO Steve Jobs, Mm -hmm. they're all expected to be in the running to buy the team, mm-hmm. are any of these names an exceptionally big deal to you, Cap?
4: I would say Jeff Bezos is obviously an exceptionally big deal. I would say Larry Ellison is a really, really big deal. Um, I don't think Bob Iger is a really big deal. You don't? No.
3: I feel like why? that'd be cool if you bought the team.
4: Because why is he? Why do you draw the line at Bob Iger? Well, I just don't think Bob Iger is in the same category of wealth of the other two gentlemen that I'm, I'm mentioning to you because if you recall many years ago, Bob Iger went to the NFL owners and um, was making a presentation because he was actually contemplating trying to do a deal with the Chargers. And um, (laughs) Jerry Jones kind of put him in his place and said, "Um, I don't think you quite understand who you are versus who we all are. We're the owners of our individual teams. We're all individually wealthy people. You work for a company. And so I'm not trying to knock Bob Iger. I'm just saying that Well, what I would say to
2: Jerry Jones is, despite uh, that, Bob Iger is infinitely more successful at what he's done in his life than Jerry Jones. Oh, really? Despite the money, doesn't necessarily intimate success to me.
4: Well, I guess we'd have to sit down and really go through everybody's resume. My point is only this: Do you really
2: think that what Disney has done? I mean, what has Jerry Jones done? Make a team eight and eight.
4: Well, but did Bob Iger build Disney? I mean, I mean, he, he took it to a completely is, yeah. different stratosphere. Yeah, yeah. I would say, yeah. yeah. But, but what I'm saying to you is, he not Walt Disney. He's what
3: probably I'm, seen as more successful as Walt Disney. I feel like. What I'm saying to you guys is this:
4: is that Jeff Bezos created Amazon, and Larry Ellison. No, I, I get that part of the equation. Yeah, but that, that's that, all. Uh, now. I'm now, making a differentiation. That's all. Yeah, but all. I mean, I
2: don't. I don't think money has anything to do with it. Like I think that the if we're looking at success and understanding how to be successful. I would say Bob Iger, Bezos, and Larry Ellison are all far more um, successful than a guy like Jerry Jones. All right, I guess if you say so. What
7: about the? I mean, just because Jerry
2: Jones happened to buy a team that uh, is the most popular franchise in the world, like he was a pretty good oil guy, but like his net worth is mostly because the Cowboys are the Cowboys.
4: All I'm saying is Bob Iger worked for a company, and Jerry Jones built a company. That's the difference.
2: Did Jerry build the Cowboys? No, he built the company. He's not, you know, he's not Tech Shram or whatever. No, no, he uh, he built the company
4: that built the wealth so that he could buy the Cowboys. That's listen. I'm not here to knock Bob Iger. Don't let's not make it like I'm. I'm knocking Bob. The question was, do any of these people stand out as exceptional? Yes, two people stand out as exceptional to me.
5: I'm over here with the widow, (laughs) Steve Jobs. I'm like a woman can potential. I mean, I don't know what her ties are to Apple, but then that can mean a lot of other. Things with the Apple company and then the NBA. Just saying.
4: Nobody. Okay. No, it's that. Listen, everybody's got somebody. Everybody here's got somebody that they like. I don't dislike Bob Iger. I mean, I he, definitely, he definitely sounds wants like to get into. It. Well, it sounds like you know you know a lot more about Jerry Jones's resume than the rest of us do. I don't know.
2: It's pretty out there, like isn't it? I mean, Jerry Jones' resume as an owner's been good. No, it's
4: it's as a I'm business guy. I'm asking you guy, that question. It's, That's it's what, what I'm a asking business you. To, to I, build I, I, a business, to, be, to make money, to buy an NFL franchise is one thing. To have a right. job and elevate to CEO of a company is something different. That's all.
2: I, I would agree, but I would, again, my ultimate point on it is this, is that Jerry Jones's wealth uh, as an oil tycoon um, is less impressive to me than to take a company like that and take it to a different stratosphere.
4: That's it. I just have a different perspective, that's all. Clearly.
3: All right, what's next? I'm sorry, I was just kind of enjoying that whole back (laughs) and forth You like that, huh? I mean, I just want to say, have you read Bob Iger's book? I haven't, have you? Yes.
4: I have not. George, have you?
3: I have not. It's excellent. That's probably, actually, I lied on my birthday email today. That's probably the last book that I read. I think I've read that one more recently. He. I mean, if you read that, you'll probably agree he's one of the most successful businessmen. Like, you know. Of of the past however many decades he was around. Doing well, I, ha- I haven't read it. Okay. Anyway, Giannis was recently ranked as the NBA's top player entering the season in ESPN's annual list of the top 100 players, as we've been talking about a little bit today. But in his mind, he's not the league's best player. That title belongs to the reigning NBA Finals MVP. Giannis said that he thinks the best player in the world is the person that is the last one standing. He said, quote, the person that takes his team to the finals to the finish line and helps them win games and becomes champion, meaning Steph Curry. He thinks that Steph Curry is the best player in the world right now. So is what Giannis said a big deal or no deal? Sedano. Uh,
2: Yeah, I mean, it's a big deal. I I don't agree with him. I understand what he's doing there. Uh, He's basically saying last man standing, best team on that player. He's the guy. And, you know, there are some people that would agree with him. I just don't happen to be one of them. Uh, And that's not taking Steph out of the equation. I think Steph is clearly a top five player. But, I mean, if we're looking at just individual talent, which is, I think, what that particular ranking was doing, um, and they factor in health and things of that nature, then Giannis,
4: they call him the freak for a reason, you know? I'm going to say no deal, but for the exact opposite reason, because I agree with him. I think Steph Curry is the best player on the planet. So, I don't think it's a big deal what he's saying because I think we're on the same page here, he and I. Me and the freak.
3: Love it. Cappy call and the freak. freak. Yeah. <laughs> you like calling him that, huh?
2: I like it. It's, it's easier
4: um, than Cupo. Well,
2: I mean, Hubie Brown calls him the Greek.
4: He doesn't call him the Greek freak. He just calls him the Greek. The Greek. That's what they, that's what they used to call Jimmy. The yeah, Greek. And look just what happened
3: to Jimmy, The Greek. Different situation. I know, I know, I know.
4: Yeah,
2: let's not let's not go down that path. Uh, what's next?
3: All right. So last one here. Former USC running back Reggie Bush revealed new details on his quest to reclaim his 2005 Heisman Trophy. Nice. On Friday, Bush stated that the NCAA's investigation into his career at USC was a quote sloppy one. He said, "I never interviewed with the Heisman Trust." In the interview with I Am Athlete, he said. We had a conference call, so they made a decision to take the Heisman Trophy based on a conference call and based on some information they got through the NCAA. The NCAA did not do their homework. He expounded on the whole scandal and all of what he calls NCAA's missteps in the I Am Athlete podcast video, which I need to watch the whole thing of because apparently he really digs into the NCAA. So is what Reggie Bush said a big deal or no deal, Cap? I'm going
4: to say No deal. Only because I haven't seen it or heard it. But I will say this. I'm a huge Reggie Bush fan. And when I say Reggie Bush fan, I'm a huge USC Reggie Bush fan. Number five, the 619, uh, you know, I paint The, the moves, the touchdowns, the wins, the Heisman. I'm a huge Reggie Bush fan. And I just feel like Reggie Bush was they made an example of the guy. Look, did he break the rules? 1,000% he broke the rules. But taking the Heisman, you can't take from him what he's already won. Anybody take OJ's Heisman? Actually, some people stole it and he broke into the room to get it back. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'm saying is, it's not the trophy itself, man. It's the honor. I hate what USC did to Reggie Bush. I hate what the NCAA did to him. I hate what the Heisman Trophy organization did to him. They just tried to scapegoat one guy, like as if he was the only guy. And guess what? The rules that he broke back then, today, those rules are they're wide open. So, I got to see it. I haven't heard it or seen it. So, for me, it's no deal, but I'm a huge fan.
2: Um, is it a big deal? I mean, look, it's him. So, I would say, yes, it's a big deal, just starting with the fact that it's him. I would add that uh, Cap is right in regards to those rules. And, you know.
3: Do you guys think that they should retroactively give it back to him now I, that they changed I just, the rules? Well, I've
2: always been a big detractor of the NCAA doing this thing where they take championships away and the banner We saw these teams all achieve what they
4: achieve. Right. You can't take it away from them. I mean, it just seems
2: stupid to me personally, but, you know, whatever. So is that it? We done?
3: Yeah, that's it for big deal or no deal.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, Coming up next, the funniest thing in sports today.
4: Oh, I want to know what this is.
2: Oh, 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 you're going to want to hear it. And it's coming up. Are you ready for it? Give it to me. It's coming in two minutes.
0: Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base.
2: This is J. Cole?
5: Yes, it is. One of my favorite songs by him.
6: It's a good song.
2: Um, I actually like, what's the name of that song that he has? They used it in the NBA playoffs um, that one year. Um,
5: So this one is on his uh, first album, I think it was, Lindsay, that you had it out. But Lights, Please, I love this song.
2: God, what was the name of that song? Is it who that?
3: Cole World, The Sideline Story. ATM
2: is the one I'm thinking of.
3: Oh, isn't good song? That.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of that song. Now play that song. That song is great. That now that song the, the song you just played is deep. But ATM that's is not good deep, song, but it's man. fun. <laughs> what song. does ATM stand for? It's about money. The song's about money.
3: Automatic teller machine, I believe. <laughs> is, is that really na- what it is? Automatic teller machine, yes. All right, Laura,
2: start it again so he can hear the beginning of it.
4: yeah 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 uh
2: do you hear the atm at the beginning and then the little thing at the end there there it is get it ah uh, there's the
4: cash right there homie straight cash homie
2: yeah i like that
4: song so He's i didn't know I, are amazing. I didn't know what atm stood for i didn't know
3: are you being serious, Cap? I feel like that's something that's like very like no, you're joking. I, you're no, messing no, with me. No, cuz I on think that, that No, he
4: meant the song. Like
2: does it have a meaning?
4: ATM? Well, yeah, cuz you know there's there's other uh, meanings of the uh those Akron, three. Like names.
3: at the moment? No. Well,
4: that's another one.
3: But I'm okay. So it's, I'm I'm speaking of the money terminal, <laughs> did you know that that's what that stood for? Automatic and, what? Automatic teller machine. I don't think so. You but, didn't
4: know that? But I, I just ATM, I just call it an ATM. I okay. never really thought much about what it meant. But yeah, it was just there's so many different uses of atm that people use for different stuff you know at the moment is one of them well i can't really say it on the air
3: Mm. Oh! Mm. <laughs> Took me a minute on that one.
5: <laughs> Once he said that uh, and he looked at me like, oh.
3: "Cause you know, with you, whatever, you, whatever well, you're saying something, you're like, I can't say it. We always know it's some kind of like sexual innuendo." Well, the
4: other thing is, is not knowing the song, and you know, maybe that's a okay. rap song. I, I didn't gotcha. know what it was about. You know, gotcha. I'm picking up
3: what you're putting down. Yeah, thank you, yeah. thank you we for smile picking what it you up. What you are cooking? Thank you. Mm-hmm.
4: I'm cooking it up. <laughs> Is what I'm doing. Hey, uh, George, before we get to the funniest thing in sports today, mm-hmm. you know that Laura sent a text to the boo mm-hmm. and told the boo that I wanted a grill, mm-hmm. and not the kind that I'm going to make hamburgers on, but like mm-hmm. one for my teeth. Mm-hmm. And uh, the boo
5: now thinks it might be kind of dope. At first he said no, literally, N-O. And then all of a sudden he changed his mind. He's like, you know what? I think it'd be kind of funny.
3: Why don't you just try it on? Put some foil in your mouth cap, see how you like it. Oh, well, that's a good idea.
4: That's not. I will do that tomorrow. Please take a photo. Yeah, I will. I will. I I just also put a photo out on Twitter. So from here, directly to the forum for this Foo Fighters show tonight, Lindsay is sweet enough to actually give me a ride. Although, George, I got nothing with me, man. I got no backpack. I got no computer, no headphones. I brought nothing with me except my sunglasses, Mm -hmm. a credit card, my lip stuff. And like my headphones, you know, I, I literally Your have lip nothing. Lip yeah. Like lip balm? Yeah, like my uh, Aquaphor that I'm addicted to, you know. And mm-hmm. I have nothing with me. So Lindsay's like, I don't know how far I'm going to be able to get. I'm like, well, I'm going to get out of the car and walk because I got to go to the Forum Club and then the Will calls right across. And then R- R- Rachel and crew, they're already inside the Forum. So I posted a picture because, man, we got some 50-yard line seats tonight for this concert, dude. Mm-hmm. These
3: are some big money tickets. Yeah, I
4: don't know who's, who's the big money that paid for them. I just know who hey the big King. money- I know who, who didn't Lindsay pay right for them. Huh? Hey, King. <laughs> I know who did not pay for them yep. tonight. Yep,
3: I mean, if you could get me into that little area with you guys, that'd be sweet. But, you know, I'm not- I, You know, you do what you do, Cap.
4: Well, I think you can get in. Okay. I do.
2: <laughs> don't buy that for one second.
4: I love how Robert Wilkins is in the community, and he goes, Cappy is gross, because I thought of ATM as being something other than a money machine. Mm-hmm. That is kind of gross. I agree. Just didn't know. Wasn't sure which ATM we were talking about. That's all. All right, Georgie, what do you got for us with the funniest thing in sports today? So I was
2: watching First Take today. And Michael Irvin, God bless him, is, I think he's one of the more entertaining people we have in sports. I freaking when love he's on Michael television. Irvin. Love Michael Irvin. He's just incredible. Like, he's incredible content. Uh, he's a showman. I mean, he's always been a showman. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But today on First Take, you know, obviously him and Stephen A. have this long-standing thing about the Cowboys. Stephen A. bashes the Cowboys. Um, and uh, and Michael Irvin, obviously, having played for them, defends them. And Michael Irvin wasted no time in defending the Cowboys and their honor after going 3-1, and one, two wins with Cooper Rush, and went off about the defense particularly and used a specific phrase When he was giving the defense props, here's the phrase and the basically rant. uh, And I say that in a positive way (laughs) that Michael Irvin went on and he, uh, he he put on a sermon. Go ahead.
6: And what you're looking at on that okay. defensive line is something <laughs> lung, 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 finger-licking good special. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. All five days be becoming rushing and just getting at a quarterback. It's finger-licking good special, and we can get somewhere with that. I'm going to tell you this, too. I have been hurting because I have been having to tell the (laughs) truth about how great Philadelphia looks. And they do look great. And I said, there is no chance. But with that (laughs) finger-licking pass rush, we do got a chance. We'll get a chance to get the feeling because we got that finger-licking pass rush that is so good. And a pass rush can stop everything. Now... We should talk about C.D. Lamb. Did you know the number eight stands for new beginning? That's why That's why 88 is so special. God knows I needed so many new beginners. And 88 <laughs> can take a new beginning. The Bible talks about men like this. They call them mighty men of valor. You might mess up, but you would do everything you have to do to make your mess up right. And that's what C.D. Lamb did last night. He did everything he needed to do to make his mess up right. Yes. I dropped the big pass, but I came back and I had a CD lamb drive. You want to talk about a playmaker? That's a playmaker. He made the plays. And then the one-handed stab for the grab of the touchdown on the go-ahead. It's what playmakers do. It's what 88 do.
4: (laughs) It's
2: great stuff right there.
6: (laughs) He
4: just sounds, sounds like Arsenio Hall in Coming to America, you know? If loving the Lord is wrong, I don't want to be right. I mean, he is hilarious. I love Michael Irvin. And what's great about Michael Irvin, and what's really great about Stephen A. Smith, is that Stephen A. knows. This is is sort of the brilliance of Stephen A. It's not just that he rants and raves and makes up his own words and, and, and has become the star in the face of ESPN. He understands that I'm a Dallas Cowboy hater. I need somebody on the other side who can match my intensity. And so let me go get Michael Irvin and Mike. I don't know how he does it exactly, George. Um, I do think he's he's in L.A. at the NFL Network on Sundays for the studio show. Probably hops on a private jet. Well, they're in L.A. right now. But isn't Stephen A. usually in New York? Yeah, he does, go to, he does go to New York uh, most weeks, but they've been in L.A. the last couple. So, it's just awesome. I guess maybe Stephen A. thinks, hey, it'll be a lot easier for you, and I like coming to L.A. Nonetheless. Well, Stephen A.'s uh, filming, if I recall correctly, some general hospital. Really? Yeah, he's done it. He has a recurring role in general hospital. I knew that, but I also thought that was in New York. I didn't realize it was in L.A. Mm-hmm. So, I love it, man. I, Stephen A., his anti-cowboy takes, I love it. And I think Michael coming in with his pro cowboy takes, and the two of them matching each other's energy, yelling and screaming and preaching. Dude, I freaking love it. I could watch those guys all day long.
3: I should probably cut the part off at the beginning as like a a drop. Right, listen wait real quick.
6: And like what it. you looking at on
2: that defensive
3: line. The, the what you looking at? No, no, this one. No, that. Licking
4: his fingers. I, both of them are great. What you looking at is hilarious. <laughs> <So>
3: <laughs> licking, licking the finger
4: <laughs> They finger looking good.
3: <laughs> Love him. You know,
4: speaking of finger looking good, can I make a political statement if you don't oh, mind? Jesus. Please don't. No, it's on. this is important.
3: As long as it's nothing controversial. Sure. No, it's very controversial. Oh, and oh, it's okay. very political. Okay. I'm not I'm
4: bye, I'm leaving. Let me tell you something. This is a political statement I'm about to make here. The Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets are far and away the best.
3: Oh, yeah, I agree. No. No, bro. I think they're the best. I agree with you, Captain. No. They're, like, too small. And I don't support that company.
4: Oh,
2: really? No, just too small. Just
3: based on taste alone, not, not the political not the parts, I think they are too.
4: Nope. Yeah, the, uh, I understand my daughter's if got I, the problem. If I'm problem. taking the
2: politics out of it, which I, like Laura, don't agree with, but what I would say is just purely based on the, the product yeah um yeah i I don't yeah, I don't think it's
3: it mean, think think I, is
2: I, I I just think they're 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 too small nah you
4: get a thirty piece.
3: What do you prefer? A
4: thirty piece <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. might
3: as well just go
4: and get a whole chicken <laughs> uh, it's so funny, Laura. my daughter's the same way. she's like, I don't really want to go to chick-fil-A because I don't want to support what they stand for. But I really love the chicken sandwich, so I have to balance my my You're emotions
5: here. Go to Popeyes. Exactly, I was just about to say that. Or go to Birdies. Mm. Does Popeyes, Popeyes have
4: as good as chicken
2: nuggets?
5: Actually, the uh, chicken nuggets, are little little thingies that they came out with, not they're
2: bad. they're and they're larger than mm-hmm. Chick Fil A's. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: I like like the breading, how it's sweet.
2: Yeah,
4: there's a little vanilla flavor
3: mm-hmm. to it.
2: Yeah, a little dash. Yeah, I that. like Popeyes. Oh. I, I mean, Popeyes chicken sandwich obviously had an incredible run, and yeah. still delicious i I still think
4: the chick-fil-a spicy chicken deluxe is the bomb i think i've never had it oh it's fire the chick-fil-a what spicy chicken deluxe oh it's the one that has the pepper jack cheese and the lettuce and tomato it's all right it's fire it's all right um are you gonna be on fire with the foos dude i am i'm i'm going foo fighters right now forum here i come All right. Great
2: job, Cappy, Lindsay, and Laura. Oh, bleep, bleep, bleep is what Laura said. We got to go. We got to go. Actually, we have two more seconds. See you later. Bye.
7: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing, and creative